joining us this evening. Well, for the remainder of the evening, it is my pleasure to welcome this guest, 
this good brother has played with everybody. And at the top of the show, I intentionally uh, avoided mentioning who he's played with. It's like a who's who in the industry, y'all. If you know anything and care anything about funk, soul, R&B music, this cat has played with just about everybody. So he's a singer, songwriter, guitarist from the West Coast. Pasadena, stand up. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the very first time to Psychotic Bump School with the good brother, Charlie Be Real. Mr. Be Real, are you there? Yep. Yeah, I'm here. What's up? How y'all doing? Oh, man, we are so excited to have you, my brother. How have you been? Man, I've been blessed. I've been, I've been all right, man, blessed. I just had a baby, a little girl. I'm on yes, sir. A new album just came out, so I'm excited about that. Oh, man, congratulations to the new beautiful Bambina, my brother. Well, and that, that that's just another... Uh, accomplishment in your long line of successes. So um, I know you you were a dad prior to that, and so that's just another wonderful little angel in yep. your world right now. And so uh, you're embarking yep. upon this uh, the continuation of your solo career, and I definitely want to talk about that. So uh, before we get into it real deep, uh, we played a song off your latest album called Eleven Eleven Eleven, now available on iTunes. That was a jam called Get Ready. So uh, as we yeah. get into the discussion my brother how in the world did you get started playing guitar and reach the level of prominence that you have how did we get to this point uh it all started uh my brother had a guitar at the house my grandfather was a pastor my dad was a preacher um athlete my dad's a professional boxer as well um oh okay. he knew you know you know he, he 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 knew a lot of people and um my brother had a guitar and was just sitting around the house and I would play it, and um, one day they heard me making noise. He was like, you know, bring you to church. So I started playing in church with my cousin, and um, then it helped me meet a lot of people. I met somebody by the name of uh, Nissan Stewart, and that's when I started gigging. But before I met Nissan Stewart in the church, I was gigging. I played with Donnie McClurk, and I believe I was 14, and I started touring with him, and it gave me a taste of, like, you know how it goes, being on the road and you know being on a professional gig. And that's how it all started. Wow, how about that? Well, you said your pops was a boxer, and at the top of the show, I mentioned uh, the passing of two major figures in the world of boxing: Smoking Burt Cooper, Cooper that is Smoking Burt Cooper, as well as uh, 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 Score and former judge uh, Harold Letterman passed away. What weight did your father uh, box at? Uh, welterweight. His name was Buddy Burrell. He had 32 pro fights and 28 knockouts. But he hurt his what? eyes uh, playing baseball. He had to uh, retire. Sugar Shane, he trained him. Sugar Shane to be at my house when I was younger. Uh, oh, wow. That same house that had that guitar. <laughs> wow. Wow, the house of well-known repute. Sugar Shane. Welterweight, my brother, has always been a competitive division. So if your pops fought in that division, he he must know how to use them hands. Yeah. Yeah, I heard <laughs> nothing but good things about how he fought. I never got a chance to see him. I was the baby of the family. I never, you know, saw any uh, footage or anything. Right, yeah. right. How about that? How about that? Well, that is Larry an amazing uh, background. <laughs> Larry Holmes, former heavyweight champion Larry Holmes out of yeah, Eastern yeah, Pennsylvania? Yeah, yes, yes. My dad had a lot of boxing friends, and they would show me love. I'd pick up the phone and be excited with all these champions. He could call the phone. And Roberto Duran. Oh, man. It was like a lot what? of my dad's friends. Yeah. The Hands of Stone? 
Hands of Stone. Shout out to them. What? Man, I'm telling you. Man, you you amongst the stars, my brother. Well, yeah, boxing's my thing, man. I could go on and on about boxing, man. That that that's my sport right there. But um, right. before we get into some of your uh, additional background musically, uh, you were telling me in a previous conversation how you and a, a, a group of you kind of was the, the West Coast response to an East Coast conglomerate that was uh, frequently chosen when bands would come to town or singers or artists would come to town, and then yeah. you would form yeah. the backing yeah. band uh, on the West Coast. So can you tell me a little bit about that experience and how that helped your career? Yeah, so at the time when I was playing in gospel, I played at the Midnight Musical, and uh, it was genuine, Betsy Elliott, Timberland, and, like, if you notice with them, they had a crew, and they kind of did everything in-house. Like, you know, Aaliyah, Genuine, they would be on the same record, the player. And um, the band that I was in started playing for Timberland, and Timberland, would use that same band that we use us. We did Genuine, Aaliyah, Missy Elliott, Timberland, and we would tour and things like that. And we started doing um, Jimmy Kimmel. No, no, Jimmy Kimmel was in back then. It was, uh, it was the t- Jay Leno. That's what they were. Jay Leno. And um, just with that, uh, the record labels noticed and other um other record labels would just hire our MD, which was Rapture Stewart. And from there, we started getting different relationships with record companies. So whenever they would, you know, try to break an artist, you know, do a promo gig, instead of flying, you know, their band out, I guess it would save them money just, to, you know, to use us. It was kind of like how mm-hmm. the roots have it now, but... It was, it, we weren't locked in with Jay, Jay Leno. They, they used to make jokes and be like, y'all might as well just be the band here. Because anytime somebody mm-hmm. performed like hip hop or R and B, it would you know it'd be us a lot in a in a in the East Coast band, of course. But some that same East Coast band that we kind of mirrored, they would fly there. Yeah. Like uh, Mary J. Blige band basically was the, that core group. They played for Mary J. and they played for a lot of the popping East Coast artists. Ah. If it wasn't them, it would be us, and you know, you know, we did that for about a decade. Wow, well, that's what's up. Um, after hearing that story uh, privately, uh, you inspired me to go watch a documentary I had seen years ago. I have it on DVD, but I watched it on Netflix recently too. It's called Twenty Feet from Stardom, and it talks about the background singers who made their mark. Uh, it mainly focused on Darlene Love, who was famous in the 80s and early 90s for starring as Danny Glover's wife in uh, Lethal Weapon. But Darlene Love is a legend in music. Um, she was with a, a, a background singing group called The Blossoms, I believe. And uh, mm. they sang with everybody from Mick Jagger, Phil Spector, uh, everybody. And uh, But wow. they didn't get the credit. And so uh, when yeah. when I heard your story, it made me think about those, some of those unsung heroes who uh, made yeah. all these records really sound the way they sounded. And uh, one more thing, uh, you remember Sheila E? Well, of course you remember Sheila E. You're from California, yeah. bro. <laughs> I yeah. remember I she used to famously say, yeah, man, she used to famously say she liked, you know, young musicians. So who did she hire back in the day before they became known as the, the, the R&B legends that we grew to know them? And, uh, one of them is a very, very good friend of yours. You know who I'm talking about. Come yep, on now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tony, Tony, Tony. 
Tony, yep, Tony, Tony. Exactly. Once famously said, I like them young, and that became her backing band before they became mm-hmm. Tony, Tony, Tony. So uh, we're yep. going to talk about your connect with uh, the legendary uh, Raphael Sadiq. Uh, and I definitely won't uh, spend the rest of this time talking, man, because well, we're here to hear you tonight, man. They hear me every week. So I definitely want to hear more about your story. But I want to get into some of your backing um your backing legacy, man. We we arrived to this point from an amazing trajectory of music and artistry, and I want to talk to you about this first singer. She happens to be one of my favorites, man. I had no idea you worked so extensively with this artist, man. Uh, we're going to take a break, Mr. Stark. Uh, if you have this song queued up, I want to play it, and then I want to come back and talk to Charlie about it. And I'm not going to tell him who it is. We, we're just going to drop the track. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're joined tonight by guitarist, singer-songwriter, the good brother Charlie B. Real, uh, he's dropped an album called 111.11. Uh, we already heard one track from it, but let's check out where Charlie B. Real comes from. So play this track, Mr. Starks. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Your body's smooth as sandpaper The way you try to run your game No, it ain't gonna work Cause we don't feel the same Tell me why you're sensing I fancy you really, I don't care I just laugh and say to myself He's thinking he's stringing me along I hope you know that I'm no fool And you can move how you wanna move The truth is I don't care I need to make it clear Do whatever it is you've gotta do It won't hurt me It won't hurt me Save your crocodile tears I was hip to them a long time Stop right there Cause you don't have to be putting on a show What you're trying to prove You can move how you want to move The truth is I don't care I just want to make it clear Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there we go right there. We're already on the air. This is KCWGTheTruth.com. This program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. I'm joined tonight by the writer and producer and guitarist on that track right there. Uh, that was Tweet and a jam called Won't Hurt Me. Charlie, be real. That was you. Yes, sir. That was your work, my brother. Yeah. Man, yep. how in the world How in the world did you connect with Charlene Tweet Keys? How did that come to be? Timberland, remember I was telling you when we played for Timberland, that's Timberland, uh, one of his first artists. Oh, wow. In 2001, Timberland and Missy signed Tweet. And um, hmm. I got a call to work on the album, and our relationship, you know, just kept going. Um, yeah, man. I didn't really know that, I mean, I liked her hits, of course, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been into album tracks and those supporting tracks that kind of round out the entire story of an album. But can you talk to me about yeah. Won't Hurt Me? Uh, what went in 
to the making of that song? I mean, just modally, structurally. On you wrote that on guitar, I'm assuming. How how did you come to no, create actually, that composition? I, actually, no. Yeah, no. That's this is this is crazy story behind that. Like the guy who I like tried to mirror myself after when I got older, learning how to play guitar was John Jubal Smith. Oh yeah. So me, John Jubal, Craig Brockman. When we were working on the album process, me and Jubal can play bass or guitar, so we'll just go in and just, like, we'll just go in. On that particular song, I was playing bass, and uh, Jubal was playing guitar. Hmm. And then, no, on that guitar, no, on that on that particular track, that was Jubal. And uh, Jubal was playing bass and guitar, and I was, pro- I was doing a drum program. So, okay, we just worked it out like that. That's, that's, I give majority of the credit on that song to John Jubal Smith, which is a good friend of mine and a person I, mm. you know, I'm trying to marry myself after as a guitar player. Oh, right on, right on. And what what tracks will we know him from? Because he he's done some major work with her as well. Uh, right? He was he's, uh, he's an he's original uh, guitar player. Well, not original guitar player, but he uh, played for Tony Tony Tony. Uh, he's mm. um, he plays for Frankie Beverly and Mays right now. That's his solo on Just Me and You. That legendary Tony 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 ah, solo. That's him on the guitar. Yes, sir. Um, he's in Soul Seekers with me. He's um, He wrote Can I Take You Home Tonight by Luther Vandross. He's just, you know, from Oakland. Oakland guy. Wow. One of the nicest guitar players I ever heard in my life. He's an amazing guitar player. How about that? Well, uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, Charlie B. Real has uh, soared with some giants, and he continues to. Uh, the world of R&B has been blessed with his talents from everyone from Tweet to Faith Evans to even Whitney Houston. Come on now. Um, but it doesn't stop there. This good brother has had a foray into the world of hip-hop as well. So, uh, Mr. B. Real, we're going to play another set right here. And I want you to uh, listen to what we play. This is more of your work from the past. We're going to get back into 111.11 because it is available in stores right now, iTunes, and on. Uh, I think you can get it on Charlie B. Real's website as well. So we're going to be jumping right back into that after we hear this set. So we're joined by Charlie B. Real. Uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, we got more on the way. So, uh, Mr. Starks, if you're ready, let's pump it up. We'll be back, y'all. One more day that the Lord has kept me. Oh, don't rush, keep the pain. I'm focused on my goal. I need to tell the story. It's a camera in the street to make me great. Even when I fell flat on my face, you gave me grace. Lord knows that I haven't been an angel and I'm no saint, but I always take the time to give you thanks for all you've done for me. One more day. 
climb the mountain now. Wow. This is KCWG, thetruth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome, and that was Charlie B. Real. Mr. B. Real, you were burning, my brother. Oh, man, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. can you please, please tell us what we just heard? Where was that from? That's Jay-Z B-Size Records in New York. Uh, wow. I what the place is called. I think it's... Route seventy five or seven I, I I forget. I forget right. the venue, but it's on it's on title. You can watch it on title or I guess type it in on YouTube it'll pop up too. Oh, absolutely. Title is Jay Z's uh streaming service, music streaming service. Yeah, uh yeah. entrepreneurially entered upon. Uh you work with Jay Z, my brother. Jay Z besides yeah, yeah. Charlie B. Real playing tribute so you were channeling somebody no doubt on that guitar solo uh need i say more um what influence yeah. did uh mr uh, jimmy hendrix have on you my brother uh man jimmy is jimmy <laughs> you know uh man at that moment <laughs> at that moment i could i can't I kind of it was it was jay-z's idea he he talked to me and he asked me you know like if i ever heard it Hmm. The Woodstock solo, and I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You think you could do that?" And I'm, you know, I can't do J- Jimmy, Jimmy, but right. I told him, "Yeah." I mean, I know what he meant. He's just like, you know, he probably like do your own version. So I did it. I did it right there on the spot. Like he, he felt it. Uh, and it's two versions actually. I, that's that that version that you played. That's not the version with the whole title. It's another one. Oh, so yeah, it's oh, another okay. one on title, but. It uh, it worked out well, and I, you know, I was. It made me wow. dive into Jimmy even more than I was already in, you know. Mm. Wow, and that's just it, man. It's like hip hop groups and hip hop artists don't usually get credit for their live instrumentation, and that's just an example right, right. there. I mean, you know, you you got to have some serious chops in order to be channeling a uh, Jimi Hendrix like that, and Jay Z must have saw something in you, my brother. Because he just let you yeah, run loose. Yeah. 
Wow, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And that wasn't a part of the show. He, he he came up with that idea, I think, in the middle of the week of rehearsal, that he was, you know, and hmm. I noticed in that rehearsal. And when I listen to his music, you can just tell he's tapped in. He, he knows, you know, what good music is. or You know, he probably was with his parents or somebody in his right. family had him listening to old records, and he, he know what good music is, and I felt that. Hmm. I, I I just felt his energy. I can just tell he's a music lover. And right. It's just amazing, right. man. You know, I'm happy I had the opportunity. Wow. Well, that that's fantastic. And right before that, we heard One More Day by Snoop Dogg featuring Charlie Wilson of the Gap Band off of his album, The Bible of Love. Uh, that was also your work. Uh, what can you tell us about that track that you wrote and produced with uh, Snoop Dogg? Oh, that was a blessing because that was all my cousins. My cousin Michael Burrell, Ben and Paysinger, and my cousin Lonnie Burrell. Um, and I, they called me up to the studio, and then when I got there, I just hopped on the bass, and we ended up, you know, we just wrote it together. And it came special to see all my family in there with Snoop Dogg. That was, that was a real special moment for me. Wow. I mean, he had come full circle. He had already done uh, Snoop Lion, where he did a whole uh, album devoted to reggae music. And, you know, people laughed when they heard Snoop Dogg was doing a gospel album, but uh, you can see uh, that he wasn't playing around. He got a whole bunch of cats together, including several members of your family, like you said, and uh, and, and you. I mean, you know, a, a dominant talent in your own right. So, my brother, uh, that's some amazing stuff. And like I said, uh, Charlie has played with everybody, ladies and gentlemen, but he has a solo project out there now. Uh, when we brought him on at the top of this uh, segment, we played a track from his album called Get Ready. And I want to get back into 111.11, which is now available right now as we speak. Uh, we have queued up, my brother, a song called Say a Prayer. Uh, can you talk to us about that song? How did that song come together? And uh, then we're going to bump it. Um. Me, J-Mo, and David had their band, uh, Cuts Troop Band. And um, we're in the studio just vibing on the track. And then I took that track, uh, started putting finishing touches on it, and I kind of, kind of sequenced it. And then I wrote to it, and that song was about, it's kind of political and, you know, I won't say religious, it, just, it was just how I felt. I was just kind of, you know, let my emotions out on that a little bit. I'm not saying say mm. prayers, just say a prayer for our nation, say a prayer for like, you know, too many people, backbite people, and like, you know, things yeah. that aren't fair, things are not being addressed. And, um, and I was in that song, I was saying Yeshua take the will because that's, you know, the Messiah's name in Hebrew. So I wanted to make sure that was clear. I was saying mm. that, and when I was saying take the will, it's like I take the will over my life, and, and you know I don't want to drive no more. And I said it come like on in a way where you know I'm, I'm in a Cadillac, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying you could, you're gonna take the will, take the will. This Cadillac I'm in because I wanna I wanna have a good time and feel good. I don't want to be sitting here all stiff necked and religious and and dust and bow and. And this, you know, I don't think love worked that way. So, and I put my son mm. on the hook because it's real childlike. It's just simple. Like, the truth is simple. 
Mm-hmm. People hate the truth, but it's very simple. It's not complicated. Wow. So those Come are just the vibes I felt. It was more vibey than than anything, and you know that the thought of California made me feel like little California dreaming with the top down, and, and you know, in the Cadillacs. Mm. Wow, that, that's some imagery right there, my brother. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, this is Say a Prayer. This is uh, Charlie Burrell off his latest album, Eleven Eleven Eleven, now available in stores. So, Mr. Starks, if you're ready, let's give it to him. Say a Prayer by Charlie Burrell. Stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after this. Welcome, Say a Prayer. Forgive me for my sins. What you worried about? Just dust in the wind. Father, 
I'm over here grooving, y'all. Do you dance? This is KCWG, thetruth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome, and that was the music of our guest tonight, Mr. Charlie Bereal. That was a jam called Come On that uh, Charlie did with a good brother named Raphael Sadiq. Mr. Charlie, uh, how in the world did you come to the uh, crosshairs of Mr. Raphael Sadiq on that track called Come On? Uh, How'd y'all even cross paths, my brother? Well, uh, it's a song that I played on back in the day that led him to find me. He searched me out and called me to do his live album, uh, the House of Blues album, back in 2003, I believe. Yeah, Yeah, man. um, We've been friends ever since. He's been like a big bro, mentor. Uh, and one random night, he just called me like, man, what you doing? You at the studio? I'm like, yeah, I'm at my studio. And he just came over. We was just talking and chilling. But I had already was vibing with a producer named Jay Mosey, incredible guitar player. He was on, on a mm. whole album with me. So I just gave uh, Raphael the bass because I was already on the guitar just messing around. We wasn't really working on nothing. And then J-Mo hopped on the drums and went to start jamming. <laughs> and, uh, that's how that and came then, about. He didn't even remember. I told him later. I was like, you mean that song, man, uh, that vibe we was working on? I'm like, listen to this. Hmm. So it wasn't nothing planned wow. or nothing. We just, just friends just jamming together, you know. Every time we see each other, we be talking about music or we'll, you know, share music or playing music right. with each other. So kind of feels like that man it, that that track is kind of laid in the cut and it sounds like it wasn't forced at all it just sounds like y'all just nah. like literally the way you explained it you just picked up the axe say hey, yeah. what you doing man let's jam it, it feels like yeah. that and that that's what's missing from that i didn't edit it man <laughs> really i didn't edit anything that's straight live i kept the mess ups everything you know <laughs> kept it the way it is wow like you said that's the way music you know was and that's just that's just where I'm at right now. I went by more of a feeling and trying to be perfect in new age and right. Well, my feeling. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned that live album, live at uh, all the hits at the House of Blues. I've been looking for it. I used to have it, man. I think I had it on CD, and I must have. I don't know what I did with it, man. But I, it's man, I played iTunes. that most. You can find it on oh. iTunes. I, I, I got to look. For, I, I thought I looked, and I, I couldn't find it, man, because I've always oh, loved really? that little motif at the end, because you, you played on uh, Be Here. Uh, Raphael and uh, yeah. D'Angelo oh, yeah. uh, recorded that for uh, Raphael's album, I think, uh, Instant Vintage, yeah. uh, 2002, yeah. and then he, he recorded that live album uh, at the House yeah. of Blues in Southern California, and D'Angelo yeah. came out, and you, you, you were already on yep. stage, and you jammed with both Raphael Sadiq and be here but what was cool about it and this is why i wanted to find it it's like you guys extended be here into this all-out like yeah. funkadelic rocked out dr yeah, no yeah, kind yeah, of rock out man <laughs> i remember that man i'm like oh man that was my that was the lick right there man y'all went in yeah. i'm like oh man so you, you play with some cats man well i can't thank yeah. you enough man we, we definitely have to have you back uh before we let you go uh Final thoughts on your current project, the direction of your career. Uh, first of all, what does 11-11-11 stand for? Uh, what, what's the significance of that? My my son and my dad, we all share the 11. He's my dad, February 11, my son, April 11. I'm July 11. There we go. There we go. I knew there was a method to the madness. That makes a lot of sense, my brother. Ready. 
Well, um, you're an amazing talent, man. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, Charlie's played with everybody. I mean, we, we could not do uh, your career any justice. Um, You've played with everyone from Jay-Z, uh, Snoop Dogg, Charlie Wilson, Tweet, Faith Evans. Yeah. you got the Soul Speakers, who's your, your gospel group. you got your, your brothers out there who have uh, continued to make music and uh, create some wonderful sounds. Uh, you do it all, my brother. Um, I just want to wish you continued success, and you're, you're welcome to come back here anytime. Before we let you go, uh, what's the best way? Oh, man, you're welcome. Uh, what's the best way for people to keep in touch with you, follow your work, and keep track of your career? Charlie, be real. I know the Burrell is confusing, but be real. It's just B-E-R-E-A-L. <laughs> Charlie yeah, Burrell is for everything, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you Google Charlie Burrell, you'll see, like, Everything that I've done, my whole discography, you can go on YouTube and see stuff. If you want to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, everything's Charlie Be Real. Yes, sir. Well, um, continued success. Like I said, man, I can't thank you enough. I, I personally uh, can't salute you enough for being a musician, you know, for, for being one of the real ones out there who are really putting it down. Uh, musicianship, as you know, uh, is a lost art. And um, we had our mutual friend on um, maybe a month or so ago, the good brother Pocket Honore, and he was just talking about yeah. how people just don't want to put in the time anymore like they used to to really master this instrument. And you don't hear a lot of guitar in modern music today, and you, you're one of the cats that is keeping it going in the spirit and tradition of Jesse Johnson, Prince, Ernie Isley, yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Y'all heard it all right here tonight. Charlie is putting it down and uh, carrying that torch. And uh, this is just the beginning for you, my brother. So, again, thank you so much. Uh, check out his album, 111111, now that y'all know what that means. Uh, the saga just continues, y'all. Find him on iTunes, charliebereal.com, and uh, all your social media platforms. Well, that's our show, y'all. I also want to thank Dr. Natalie Bullock as well as Dr. Akiba Green, two OBGYNs, helping us have a discussion tonight. And, of course, this is the good brother, Charlie Be Real. Uh, dropping his album 111111 available right now on iTunes. Well, that's our show, y'all. Psychotic Bump School is the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Rome, and we're here every Monday evening from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time. And check back with us because we will be back next week. I also want to thank my producer, the good brother Frank Starks, who is the Iron Man behind the board. And we are out, y'all. Take care. We'll see you next week. <laughs>